I have a, dis, a parent who is dishonorable, when, I have, uh, when I'm emancipated from my parents, how do I interact with them? And when they get old, what am I called to do for them? Hi, my name is Father Mike Schmitz, and this is Ascension Presents. I've been asked a lot recently, what do I do as a grown child, an adult child of my parents? Because I get it, when I was a kid, fourth commandment, really big deal. And you know, honor thy father and mother. Got it, um, no problem. But now that I'm an adult, I find myself in two categories. One is, what if my parents are, says honor my father and mother, honor thy father and mother. What if my parents are actually acting in a dishonorable way? Question number one. And secondly, okay, now as, as an adult, do I have different obligations? Do I have a different way that I interact with my parents when it comes to that commandment, the fourth commandment, honor thy father and mother? And I think, wow, those are really, that's a really great question. I remember as a kid hearing that commandment, you know, the fourth commandment, honor thy father and mother. My teachers would say, that means you obey your parents. And of course, being the smart aleck in class, I would <laughs> say things like, what if my parents asked me to like rob a bank or something like this? And they would say, okay, Important caveat, we only obey our parents when they're asking us to do good things. We don't have to obey our parents when they're asking us to do something evil. Okay, back to our story. What happens? A, if my parents are dishonorable, B, as an adult child, do my responsibilities change? So great, great question. First, what if my parents are uh, not acting in, a, in an honorable way? What if my parents are actually, um, they, they were poor parents, they were bad parents, and they, can, they continue to be bad parents. They treat me poorly, they treat my siblings poorly, maybe they treat your spouse poorly, or, your grand, or their grandchildren, your children poorly, or just even people in general poorly. Uh, maybe their life, they have not been the kind of parent that they should have been. What do I do then? How do I honor them? I, I think it's important to note, we made a video about this uh, a while back, about when it comes to um, the kind of respect that is owed and the, kind of the, in the, and the kind of respect that is earned. If you think about it like this, in three categories, there's the first kind of respect, and that is given to everybody, and that is the respect that is based off of the dignity of the human person. The, the fact that they're made in God's image and likeness, it's just theirs. That's the respect that, that they're given automatically. Secondly, is the respect that's connected to the person's role in my life. And they might not be an honorable person, a respectable person, but the role they have, I respect the role here. So I respect the role of my teachers. I respect the role of, of our elected officials. I respect the role of my priest, or I respect the role of our parents. Like again, the individual themselves might not be honorable, but I will do what I need to do in order to respect the role that they occupy. And the third part is the individual, like the respect owed to the individual. Now, there is no respect owed to the individual. There's only the respect that the individual earns on that level, right? Okay, how do we navigate this? Well, we have the sense that here's my parent and they're not an honorable person. They're not a respectable person. When it comes to that third category, as an individual, they do not have, they do not have virtue. They do not have a good character. Um, they maybe have abandoned or maybe they betrayed. Maybe um, all, I mean, it goes, it gets, it's pretty bad. And I, in the most intimate relationship in so many ways between parents and children, this, this, that should be good. It should be healthy. When it's not, it is devastating. It's absolutely horrible and horribly devastating. If they haven't acted in an honorable way, I can still respect them. That's the respect owed to them as a human being, maybe God's image and likeness, okay, fine. Um, and I can respect the role that they didn't live up to. And I can give honor. What kind of honor? Well, actually, at the baseline, it might look like this. It would look like avoiding dishonor. It would mean avoiding uh, treating them the way they treated me. It would mean avoiding uh, 
gossip. It would mean avoiding detraction. It might mean avoiding um, all those behaviors that would tear them down. You know, it doesn't mean I necessarily need to build them up. And that might be a call that we have as a Christian is to, to love our enemies. And it could very well be that your, your parents um, have actually made themselves your enemy because of the way that they treated you over the course of your life. That is very possible. And even then, right, we're called to love our enemies. Just the very fact that they're our parent adds a complexity to it. It neither disqualifies them nor does it give them any more claim to our honor especially if they, in an, and as a person, have acted in a dishonorable or even uh, devastating, destructive way. But we can, we can honor the fact that, yep, they've given me the gift of life, um, even if nothing else. The first part would be, it means avoiding elements of acting in ways of dishonor. But it also would look like this. What happens a lot of times is, here become, is an abusive relationship. Here is someone who uh, finds themselves as, a, as, an, as an adult child looking at their parent thinking, um, my parents, my parent or my parents, uh, they live in such a way that it's destructive to themselves. It's, it's abusive to the people around them. And in that case, what would, what would love look like? And it, the answer in so many ways is love would not enable them to do this. And so it doesn't always mean saying yes. It doesn't, it doesn't mean obeying. In fact, the catechism goes on to say that um, while when, when the adult child, this is the kind of the second half of the question, when the adult child becomes emancipated, essentially, when you're independent of your parents, then you no longer need to obey your parents. When you become a, a emancipated from your parents, essentially, you no longer need to obey your parents, but you must always respect them. Again, respecting them, human dignity, respecting their role, and if they're honorable, respecting their character. But you no longer need to obey them. So you can actually say no. You can actually even say no to things that they're asking for that, uh, are very important but aren't good for them. For example, any kind of enabling behavior could be important but it would not be good for them. For example, there are maybe a more specific example. Um, I know of cases where there have been people who have said, uh, hey, uh, my, my dad is calling because he uh, needs money for rent or he's going to get kicked out of his apartment. Um, but I know that he spends all of, his, all of his money on alcohol and drugs and I have constantly tried to get him into rehab or get him into some kind of place where he could get back on his feet and he refuses. Um, what do I do? If I don't give him this money, he might be out on the streets. That could be it. Now, I'm not saying this is the automatic answer, but it could, that could be a situation where you actually let him hit rock bottom. You let him not have enough money for his rent. That would, could, be, could be an act of love. That could be actually honoring the, the fourth commandment, which is to honor thy father and mother. Why? Because enabling isn't honoring. <laughs> to enable someone in their bad behavior is not honoring. And you do not have to do that. That is so, so critically important. I can love someone, I can respect them, I can honor them, their role, their human dignity, and still not give them what they want. Even if that person is my mom or dad, even if that person says, but I gave you everything, yes. But hopefully as a good parent, they didn't enable your bad behavior. And so you as a good child would also not enable their bad behavior. So any kind of enabling uh, relationship would be something that we would need to absolutely avoid. The case also, not just of like an enabling behavior, but your parent uh, doesn't get to choose your vocation for you. This is a kind of a critical thing. Your parent does not get to tell you um, what your vocation is. We as adults, hopefully if there's a good relationship where you trust the wisdom of your mom or dad or mom and dad, that you would ask them for their advice, that you might ask them for their input or their counsel. But 
they don't get to say, you can't be a priest, you can't be a nun, you can't get married. They don't get to say that. In fact, I, it, it, it's crazy to me. It like boggles my mind how many young people I know who uh, their vocational path has been thwarted by their parents who didn't want their son to go to the seminary, they didn't want their daughter to go to the convent. It's this fear of, of losing their child. It's a fear of maybe even a difficult life. <laughs> but then again, I say, I say, okay, yes, uh, it can be difficult to be a priest for your life. It can, be, it can be difficult to be a religious brother or religious sister in your life. But also, have you seen what marriage looks like? Marriage is also a pretty difficult vocation. All of the vocations, every vocation, every Christian vocation has its difficulties, but every vocation is a call to come follow Jesus and die. In those cases, we would still owe them honor, still owe them the respect that's due to them, but you don't need to do what they say. Last note, here's the thing. The scriptures and the catechism also say, but in their old age, you must also do what you can to care for them. <laughs> that's the thing is like, we're like, oh, I don't have to do all these things. Yeah, but when you become an adult and become independent and become stable, if that's your place in life, then the roles get reversed. And our call is, as Christians, is to care for our elderly parents, is to care for them like they cared for us when we were children and unable to take care of ourselves. The Catechism hammers this away, and because the Scripture does too, makes it very, very clear that to the degree that an adult child is able, they are obligated. They're called by God. They're actually even placed in this, in this position by God to take care of their parents as they're able. Now, sometimes you don't, we don't, we're not able. Sometimes someone needs 24-hour care. Sometimes it's, it's, it's beyond our capacity. But we have to do what we can to care for those parents. That it's not just the call of, uh, I get to do whatever I want now because I don't have to obey you. But it's the call of love. We have a high call in the Christian life and we do what we can. We don't do what we can. Anyways, that's what I got here for today. From all of us here to Ascension Presents, my name is Father Mike. God bless.